Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. You have your Bibles and you want to follow along, your smartphones or tablets, Luke chapter 24, 13 to 36. The difference between an alive church and a dead church is not the music, it's not the preaching, it's not the small group, it's not whether the pastor is cool or not. The difference between a live church and a dead church is that a live church consistently encounters God. The difference between a vibrant Christian and a lethargic Christian is our encounters with God. So over the next number of weeks, I want, I'm going to be speaking about encountering God because it, it matters almost more than anything else on our spiritual journey. And my prayer for Asbury for this 2024 season is that we will encounter God, that we will encounter him in each other, that we will encounter him in snow shoveling. Yes, that's possible. Um, that we will indeed encounter God. Now, sometimes these encounters with God can be as calm as an autumn sunset or subtle as a gentle breeze. Sometimes those encounters will feel like a wrestling match like Jacob had. Or it can sound like a bullhorn because God speaks loud. However they come, they'll change your life. Without them, we will be good people with a dead religion. With them, we'll find our hearts alive, our souls enriched, and out of that comes our service to God. I know you people. I know a lot of you just want to see an encounter with God. So I want to take some time to encourage you on how to do that. Um, however your encounter comes with God, it'll change your life. And others can't encounter God for you. It's something between you and God that often happens in the context of community. Not only that, but we must keep on encountering God. If, you're, if you didn't encounter God in 2023, probably something wrong in your spiritual life. So I want to invite you into this journey with me. I want to invite you to come and see what God has for you. But the question is, how do we encounter God? For that, I want to take you to one of my favorite post-Easter stories that was just read. Jesus died on the cross. It was Easter Sunday morning. Uh, He had risen from the dead. Rumors were getting around the community to that effect, but they still weren't believed. There were two people who were followers of Jesus who were returning to their home from Jerusalem. It was about a 10-mile walk. And here's what it says. The same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus. Uh, Seven miles, ten kilometers, I should have said, uh, to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem. 
And they walked along, and they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began to walk with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. Here's what you need to know about your encounters with God. The number of times you meet with God is going to be far more than the number of times you recognize that you meet with God or have met with God. God has a way of showing up. and Sometimes we have a way of missing it. Sometimes God even temporarily keeps us from recognizing him because he knows the gain that we will receive once we look back and say, oh yeah, that was God. If you look at the post-resurrection appearances, sometimes Jesus came to alone. You'll remember Mary at the tomb. She didn't recognize him either until he called her name. But usually Jesus showed up to a group of people. I've noticed that in my own spiritual journey, God meets with me one-on-one, -on -one, but many and the most profound encounters that I've had with God have come in the context of other people. God is more likely to show up when we're together. That is why we worship together. That's why doing church together, meeting together is important. But back to our story, these guys have been walking down the road, they were in deep discussion about Jesus. This is the kind of conversations that attract the presence of Jesus. Christians meeting to discuss football is entirely appropriate. I love football. You can talk to me about football. But uh, talking about football doesn't tend to attract the presence of God. When people of God discuss the things of God, it has a way of attracting the presence of God. When the people of God discuss the things of God, it has a way of attracting the presence of God. So here they were, they're walking along, discussing what was going on, and they're interrupted by Jesus. I've noticed this about God. He has a way of showing up in the interruptions. I have a way of being annoyed by interruptions. I know that even that has caused me to miss encounters with God. Please note that these people, what these people did to encounter God, they did absolutely nothing. They were the kind of people who took to heart what Jesus had said. They were the kind of people who followed Jesus. But they didn't create this encounter with Jesus. They were going about their business, and God met with them. They were together, and they were talking about Jesus and, and the things that were happening, and then Jesus showed up. Here's what I've learned about God. You can't control your encounters with God. But I know there are places that I can go, that you can go, there are things that you and I can do that will put ourselves in places where we're more likely to encounter God. But we don't control God. We don't make God do anything. Watch out for a spirituality that says you can control God. 
where you just input the right formula. Some people tell you if you just do the right things and God will show up. It's not Christianity, that's magic. But I've noticed that we tend to encounter God more when we worship. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. We tend to encounter God more in Scripture because he has promised to bless it. We intend to encounter God more in quiet because he tends to speak in a still small voice. We intend to encounter God more in community because where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is. But while there are things that we can do to put ourselves in a place where we're likely to encounter God, we do not control God. We cannot make God appear. God chooses to show up when he decides to show up. And then, just when I think that I've got God all figured out, I encounter him in a movie or a snowstorm or the face of a homeless person or the words of a child. We can put our pa- ourselves on the path that Jesus tends to travel on, but it is always God's choice to show up. But here's what I want you to know about God. He really wants to encounter you. He loves being in relationship with you. And one of God's passions is you. Well, back to the story. So, if you were Jesus, and you showed up, and people were depressed for that you had died, that you were absent, and they didn't recognize you, what would you do? You know, if it was me, I'd say, Yoo-hoo! It's me! It's me! It's me! Right? It's not what Jesus did. Verse 17. So he asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? And they stopped short, sadness written across their face. Then one of them says, uh, them Cleopas replied, <laughs> you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a power who was, uh, a prophet who was powerful, uh, who did powerful miracles. And Uh, uh, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all people. But our leading priests and our other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago, and then, then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning, And they came back with an amazing report. They said the body was missing and they had seen angels who told them that Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran to see and sure enough, his body was gone just as the women said. Jesus didn't say, yoo-hoo, it's me. He asked, what are they talking about? What are you discussing? And Cleopas basically says, Duh. We're discussing what everybody's discussing. Stupid question. Jesus doesn't back down. He says, what things? 
and he gets them to recount what they know. An encounter with God will always start with where you're at. Now, that seems obvious, but often people try to ignore where they are and just to pretend that they live in a different reality than the one that is. But Jesus doesn't meet us in fake worlds. He doesn't meet us in worlds where things are the way we would like them to be. He meets uh, us right where we're at. He doesn't meet us in worlds where we're the way we'd like to be. He meets us right in the middle of our reality. And you can tell Cleopas was depressed, downcast. He was angry at the chief priests. You can tell that he was confused about Jesus and where his body is. He was feeling all those things. He'd heard the, heard the reports of angels and of Mary, and he's still downcast. If you want to meet with God, then even when you're not sure he's listening, bring your unvarnished world to him. And bring your confusion and your doubt and your fear and your questions. Bring what's really going on in your heart. Don't try to be piously religious. Be real with God. And what does Jesus do? Doesn't say you who is me. No, he says, verse 25. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people. You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in Scripture. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the Scriptures the things concerning himself. Remember Cleopas basically said to Jesus, well, duh. Well, Jesus looks at Cleopas and says, well, duh. You know, you, you should have known it from the prophets, right? You foolish people. Thing when God says it to you, it's best that you have the humility to hear. He says to them, you're foolish, you're slow to believe. I've noticed more times than not that when I'm in the Cleopas place, that God has come to me and said, Brent, I love you, but you're not really quick on the uptake. Ever had God say that to you? Maybe not in those words, but yeah, I should have known this before. These men didn't argue with Jesus. They didn't try to say, well, what do you know? They didn't try to say, you are trivializing my emotions. They listened, and they, that is always a good idea when God speaks. Then look at what Jesus does. Takes him to scriptures, and he begins with Moses and the prophets, and he talks with them all about what they said about himself. There are two things that are going on here. One is that their heart is burning within them. They're still not recognizing him, but it's burning within them. They're saying, yes, that's what we need to hear. They don't recognize Jesus, but they're, they're hearing somehow the ring of truth in scripture. When Jesus shows up, he has a way of, of bringing life to Scripture to speak into the exact situation you face. You may not recognize him, but you'll, 
you'll recognize this ring of truth. Or maybe he'll speak in another way, a voice of God always lines up with Scripture. But when you can't hear Scripture, he may bring truth from unlikely places. You might see it in a movie, on Facebook, in country music, go figure. Verse 28. By the time they were nearing Emmaus, the end of the journey, Jesus acted as if he was going to go on. But they begged with him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. Jesus has met them where they're at. He's called them to be more than they are, to see more than they've seen. He's opened scripture to them. Their hearts have burned within them. And now he makes to leave. And here's the thing. They could have let him leave. I've done that more times than I care to admit. I've opened up the Bible, and I knew what I read was for me. I've been in church, and, and I felt my heart warmed within me. But the service is done, and the devotions are over, and I go about my business as if nothing happened. No, something happened. I knew I heard something really important, but I just left it there. And Jesus moved on. But there have been occasions when I spent time urging to solidify what God has done, to clarify what he has spoke, where, God has pressed, where I pressed into God and where God pressed into me, and what happens is something deeper. Jesus responds to that kind of urging, and he went with them, and he'll go with you. If God meets you in service, spend some time after service praying. Solidify it. Spend some time journaling, contemplating. Do what you need to do to urge Jesus to make what is going on enter the core of your heart. Verse 30. So as he sat down, he took bread... He blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. Remember the Last Supper? Suddenly their eyes were open, they recognized him, and at that moment he disappeared. Said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked to us on the road and explained scripture to us? Jesus went to their house, he broke bread, eyes were opened, doesn't say they opened their eyes, it says their eyes were opened. Put yourself in a position to encounter God, and eventually you'll see him. But even when you do see him, you, you can't control him. And, and just when they figure out that he had appeared to them, he disappears from them. But then they spoke to each other. Didn't their hearts burn? They encountered the risen Lord. But most of the encounter is only realized in retrospect. Often that's, it's that way with God. It's often in retrospect that we see, oh yeah, God was at work there. God was saying there. Should have clued in that there was something really special going on here, but I missed that. 
that you look back and you say, oh, yeah, that was God. These guys were made the 10-kilometer journey back to Jerusalem. It's interesting, they invite Jesus under the auspices that the day's nearly over, but that didn't stop them from walking 10, uh, 10 kilometers back. Verse 33. Within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. They found the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them who said, the Lord has really risen. He's appeared to P Peter. And the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and, and how they recognized him as they were breaking bread. Whenever you encounter God, it's best to share that experience. It has a way of encouraging others because of what happened to you. It has a way of validating what's going on in the community. It has a way of solidifying what's happened in you. Verse 36. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. When people share how they encountered God, it has a way of having other people encounter God too. One of our missions as the church is to help each other encounter God. Next week I'm going to be talking about the encountering the love of God because, well, quite frankly, you can't encounter God without seeing his love because God is love. One of my hopes for Asbury this year is that we'll be people who encounter God regularly and often and that we will know that we've encountered him. It's so my prayer that we will hear him speak in Scripture by his Spirit in and through his people. We can't create these encounters with God because we don't control God, but we can put ourselves in places where we're more likely to encounter him. So we gather here week after week, and we talk about the things that are going on, just like the people on the road to Emmaus did. We worship, we pray, and there'll be times when Jesus shows up. Some of us won't recognize it. But it'll call, cause us to deal with reality. Where are you? And where are you really at? And God always takes us where we're at, not where we want to be. Then he opens scripture to us. And you'll notice that there's a lot of scripture in our services. We also engage with worship because God has a tendency to show up in worship. We put ourselves in places where he, we're more likely to encounter him. And as we go on, I expect that there will be times when, when our hearts will burn within us and we'll have the choice as to whether to continue to let Jesus pass on by or solidify what he's saying to us. If we're going to be true to who God has called us to be, we, we need to push in even when the service is over, even when our prayer time is done. Even in the middle of the day, if we encounter Jesus, we might have to interrupt our schedule and talk through with Jesus what he was saying. Depending on what Jesus is showing you, it may mean making an effort to get together with someone and talking about what you heard 
We all need spiritual friends to share encounters with Jesus with. But here's what I hope that you will not do. You have this encounter with Jesus. And you say to yourself, well, oh, that was interesting. I'll take that for, as information and I'll be dismissed. Hope you press into Jesus. Press him into coming home with you. And as we meet week after week, I know that Jesus is going to show up. Does he show up every week to every person? That hasn't been my experience. But my experience is that he often shows up to a few people. Then the next week, some different people, and then a different group of people. And sometimes he just shows up to everybody. If he shows up for you, and you encounter him, my hope is that you will share your encounter with someone else. Maybe that as you do, he'll show up for them as well. Remember special meetings happening in Ottawa? I wasn't going to go. It was in a season in my spiritual life where I was struggling with God. But I chose, ah, I'll go anyways. Well, God showed up in that meeting. I was sitting by myself and in the middle of worship, I, I sensed God correcting my worship. And then he spoke about his love towards me. That encounter with God changed me. Over the years, I've had a number of encounters with God. Often, I don't recognize the impact that's happened until I look back. But here's what I've noticed. Often before those encounters, I am tempted to stay away from the place where it's happened. But when I choose to put myself in a place where God was likely to be, God has a way of showing up and allowing me to encounter him. You get up on a Sunday morning. Ah, oh, I don't really feel like going to church this morning. Get up on a weekday morning. Ah, oh, I don't really feel like doing my devotions this morning. That may be just your clue to understand that God wants to do something special for you that day. Maybe it's in quiet time. Maybe it's in church. Maybe it's with some Christian friends. But put yourself in a place where God is likely to show up. And even if you don't feel it, whenever you encounter God, you're going to be changed and changed for the better. Let's pray. Lord, my prayer for Asbury this year is that all of us will regularly encounter you. It might be a still small voice or you speaking directly to our hearts might be through scripture, but we know that we know when we look back on it, it was you. So Lord, I'm asking today that you would do amazing things this year because we've encountered you and we've pressed into you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.